to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. So this episode is the third installment of our Senior Send-Off Series, where we dedicate each episode to graduating seniors from one of our respective Nipissing Lakers sports teams. This third episode will include the Nordic Skiing Team. So today we have three seniors from the Nordic Skiing Team here today. We have Miss Sophia Slater. Sophia, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We also have Simon Giazon. Simon, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Morning, guys. And we also have Caden Sim here. Caden, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. So we're going to get right into it. So this would have been your last year. And once again, like every other episode we've done, you know, all of our seasons have been canceled due to COVID. So Sophia, I'm going to start with you. So when you found out the season was canceled, what was your reaction? Um. Well, for us, it was a little bit more of a like we found it out kind of slowly because we found out the OUAs was canceled and that was really really disappointing because I yeah it was supposed to be my last OUAs but um it sounded like we might still have some other uh smaller races and then over the course of the year those kind of also got canceled so it was it was too bad but um we still were able to ski all year um we both kept the trails groomed for the whole winter, North Bay Nordic was open for most of uh, the winter. What about you, Simon? Yeah, it was pretty tough for sure. I mean, we have a lot of competitions through the winter, but only really OUAs and maybe a couple others are relevant for university. So to get those canceled, it uh, really sucks, you know, because all the training and stuff to do together as a team um, isn't as useful for the other races quite so much. There's no team events. Um, so you know, OUAs itself being canceled is, is pretty tough for sure. Did it feel like you guys possibly could have a season or when you guys found out there was no season, it still hit the same, like, you know, it sucks like everyone else. Cause I think you guys were probably one of the last teams to find out you guys weren't going to have a season. So what was that whole time like for you? Um, Yeah. Well, kind of like Sophia said, we, we still thought we might have a few races going into December and even in January, like there was sort of questions about it. So I don't know, it was kind of, um, I know, I, I think you could sort of see what was coming, but you still sometimes held on to a little bit of hope, but, um, I think it definitely made, um, training just, um, the motivation. And I know, I think that was a little harder. Um, but, uh, I know that might've just been my experience, but yeah, but I, I know um, a lot of people on our team really took advantage of it too and did a lot of um, training and a lot of volume. Um, and I think, I think our team is going to be really strong for next year because um, a lot of the people and especially the, the athletes that are still in school next year, they trained really hard throughout the entire winter and they were really strong so I, I think we're going to be a very strong team next year and we have a shot at winning OUAs so I mean that's going to be really exciting as a graduated athlete to watch these guys so I'm excited for that. Touching on what you just said Kaden, Sophie I want to ask you this question you know you know Kaden was really talking about you know staying you no know, locked in throughout the whole period of time because if there was a season obviously you have to stay mentally locked in ready to go so for you during that whole period how were you able to personally you know stay locked in keep up with the training and just make sure that if there was a season you were ready to go um I guess for me I personally especially at the beginning of the year 
the beginning of the season when it seemed like we might still have a season, I found it kind of nice. Um, in lockdown, it gave it gave me there was less things almost going on, and I was working myself. I was working from home on a computer all day, so it gave me like getting out and training was like a really exciting part of my day. <laughs> which before sometimes it could be like, oh, I want to go and see my friends, but I can't, but instead I have to train. Now it's like, oh, I can't see my friends anyway. And at least I get to go out and train. So uh, even throughout most of the year, I'd say like that, um, try, trying to see training as something that gets me out of the house. It's exciting. Um, we're lucky that we get to do it. It's outside. So it is kind of, um, leaving, it's leaving the house, it's getting out and getting some fresh air. So I think for me, that was kind of how I tried to stay motivated by it. Like it isn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily working towards a goal anymore for me. It was more like doing something I could feel good about. One of the things that also was a new normal for all of us was online school. So for you, Simon, how were you able to adjust to online school? Because for me personally, it probably took a good couple months to really get like really into the heads of um, online school. I'm pretty sure Jason can say the same thing. But for you personally, how were you able to? Yeah, <laughs> but for you, um, Simon, how were you able to um, adjust to online school? I was lucky enough, actually, in that I had taken a couple online courses before in previous years. So I was kind of used to the flow of it and how it works. Um, definitely still a big adjustment, though, going from just one or two courses online, which I really enjoy, it kind of frees up your time to uh, everything. So I really don't mind it, to be honest. A lot of people hate it and I definitely understand that, but I kind of like just being able to completely set my own schedule and kind of work at my own pace, you know, really work hard for a couple of days a week, then maybe take a day off. But uh, I really felt it wasn't as enjoyable. So I kind of noticed that throughout the semester, you're not really getting any contact with obviously students or profs. So I think you just kind of had to shift your expectations of what learning was at that point and just kind of be a bit more almost utilitarian about it, just kind of get it done and then, you know, go skiing, hang out and find other stuff you enjoy as opposed to getting a lot of enjoyment through classes themselves. Yeah, I think online school is probably a good opportunity for everyone to grow. Like for me personally, I was able to kind of grow as a student because my time, my time management skills really improved this year. And like you said, you know, you have to set your own schedule, whereas Usually when you're in season, you know, you gotta, you have your own, you have the schedule kind of fixed up for you because like you said, you have your practices, you have road, you know, when you're going the road, you guys know when you have your games, knowing your practices, your encores and all that type of stuff. So I feel like this year, it really gave some of those students who, the student athletes who kind of struggle with time management, like myself, my first year, it really gave you a chance to really build that because hopefully when there's a season next year, you know, you're going to need time management because you know, stuff comes up and the season goes by so quickly. And that's another thing too, that people don't realize, like when you're an athlete, the school year goes by like that, like it's so quick and then you don't even have a time to, you know, take everything in. So I think that, I think that was the, probably the best thing about this year that if you could take any positive away from it is the fact that, you know, you got to grow and um, improve as a student in terms of time management. Jason, what was it like for you for transitioning to online school and how did that work out for you? Well, I've taken a few before, but um, it can get overwhelming when there's a lot on the go. And instead of like, you know, seeing classmates, being in class and kind of knowing, oh, I have an assignment coming up soon. Uh, you don't have someone telling you that all the time. So it's, it's easy to fall behind. But like Simon was saying, if you can time manage and, you know, create your own schedule, then it can be it can be easy. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, I think I told, I told a couple of you guys before you guys came out, you know, me and Jason don't know really much about Nordic skiing. So this is a great episode for people who are curious about it, don't know about it. 
to really learn from you guys. So, so family, start with you. So, how did you get into Nordic skiing? Um, I got into it very young, actually. My dad did it when he was younger, and so I've kind of been skiing since I was three or four. And it's, I think Caden and Simon would, would be the same. Um, but as a little kid, I didn't really race. It was sort of just me going out and shuffling along for quite quite a few years. And then in high school, I had a really awesome coach who got me into racing and I'm very competitive. So once there was like a race, I was really, really into it. I didn't really care for it much before that. <laughs> but once that happened, and also because I kind of learned as a kid, I was, I was pretty good and I loved sports, but I wasn't always the best at them. And so once I found a sport where I was pretty good, I was like, ooh, this is it. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> What about you, Simon? Uh, same, yeah. So from about three or four years old, um, get the little toy plastic skis and just boot around on the field. But I mean, a couple of years after that, I was already just doing little kind of fun races around. And um, I was playing soccer and playing hockey, so I did a lot of sports. And, you know, at first, I think I actually enjoyed team sports more. But, you know, as I grew older, 10, 11, 12, 13, I, uh, I started to really appreciate the individual sport aspect of kind of goal setting and really only being responsible for your own performance and yeah i kind of just kept that up and then started focusing on skiing throughout the rest of my career if you were able to describe nordic skiing in a nutshell in terms of you know how it works you know how do you get scored how do you win kate how would you describe nordic skiing if you could just if someone like myself and jason who don't know much about nordic skiing how would you describe what nordic skiing is um well i guess it's similar to cross-country running in terms of there's a race to the finish line um but uh there's two different techniques um classic and skating um that are kind of just different movements of uh going on skis classic is kind of like running where skate is like you're skating and hockey sort of um uh, and then you have different distances that you have to do. Um, and, uh, a race has a lot of hills, a lot of downhills and a lot of flats. Um, so you need to, training involves a lot of, you need to be able to have endurance and, um, strength and, uh, you need to be able to go at a high intensity. Um, and, uh, there's also, sometimes you race in a group. And sometimes it's more of time trials. Like, I don't know if anybody knows like cycling, like how they have sometimes time trials. We have that as well. Um, and then we also sometimes have team events like relays. Uh, so there's a lot of um, really fun races we get to do. Um, yeah. With it being an individual sport, and I know with other one, other, like basketball for us, a lot of the leadership and accountability is held on the court as a team. When you guys are out, how is uh, leadership and accountability go like pre-COVID and now with COVID going on? Um, I'd say like we train a lot as a team. So okay. we go out on a lot of our skis, you'll go kind of together in a pack. And every time we go to a race, like a win for someone is a win for the whole team. Like we're always excited for each other to do well, even if it is an individual race, even if it's a race where you're racing against each other. Like, even if I had a bad race, I can kind of uh, take pride in some of my teammates' races. Like, oh, they had a good race, though, and that's really good for them. I'm really happy for them. And then it kind of all comes together on those relay days, too, where it becomes a little bit more of a 
a team thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can just jump into like, I think your sort of motivation and reason for, for training, especially in a COVID year is, is sort of different. If you're an older athlete like us, like a lot of the stuff you're doing too is for the other athletes too. Um, without OUAs, we're not so much pushing to that this year, but we want to be there at every practice. So, you know, when you're doing a hard interval set or a hard time trial set, you're, you're pushing the other athletes and you're letting them know that you're still putting in efforts. So, you know, so they can really work hard and benefit from everyone being around anyways. For a sport like Nordic skiing, you know, what type of training goes into it? Like what's the best, you know, methods of training for Nordic skiing? Um, we do a lot of different types of training. Uh, we do in the summer, we'll do running um, strength and conditioning um, and roller skiing. And I do a little bit of biking, not of some of a lot of the team does that as well, just to kind of stay in shape. Um, but especially roller skiing is uh, really important for maintaining your technique because we're really only on snow like five, up to five months a year probably. Um, so it's important to kind of keep those techniques fresh throughout the summer months. Um, and yeah, we do a lot of uh, intervals, um, kind of we do some longer intervals, our zone three intervals, and then we do some more uh, maybe five minute intervals would be like our zone four race pace intervals. And we do some sprints too. Um, we, do a, we do a little bit of agility work sometimes uh, more in practice than like I don't often do them on my own. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know too much about the physiology, but just as it's a, a pretty cardiovascular intensive sport, you're just trying to work on your systems, your heart, your lungs, um, and going different speeds. So a lot of our training, like Sophia mentioned, is in zones. So that's uh, based on a percentage of your maximum heart rate. So a lot of the volume we're doing, a lot of the hours is zone one. So that's correct me if I'm wrong, 50 to 60% of your max, I believe. So it's pretty steady, steady, slow chatting pace, but that's kind of slowly strengthening your, your heart and the muscles there. Um, and then the harder stuff, obviously zone three or four. So that's sort of between lactic threshold and zone four essentially almost all out so you can do that you can develop those systems on a bike roller skiing running um obviously roller skiing is kind of the best thing you can do because it of course is the most sport specific just from the sounds of it you know nordic skiing sounds kind of different from a team aspect compared to you know like basketball football hockey soccer you know when you guys are all on, you know for those sports you know like special basketball you know we're all on, on the same time you know we're all fighting towards one goal and just from the sounds of it, you know, there's times where you guys can work as a team, but there's going to be times where you guys are individuals, like you guys are racing against each other just to try to win. But like you said, a win to win. So for in terms of Nordic skiing, how much of it, in terms of for the success of the team, how much would you say is team chemistry? And how much would you say is like, you know, individual skills to uh, achieve a common goal? I think team chemistry is still like a very important part of it. Um, it, it gives you something else to kind of work towards when you're out out and racing and racing is really painful. Like it's really hard. And it's like, I'm not just doing this for me, like I'm doing it for my team. So I, I think that's still a very important. Part. Obviously individual skills do play in as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's mainly individual skill, right? People come from different backgrounds and the different speeds and fitness levels, but in order for people to improve, especially if you look at a university career, 
you know, team chemistry plays a huge role in that, like in terms of just developing athletes and training sessions. And yeah, so team chemistry really helps the individual kind of skill aspect of it. Touching back to the student side, you know, um, how would you, how would you all say you guys evolved from your first year until now as a student and as an athlete? Uh, Sophia. Um, wow. Uh, I'd say a lot, especially as an athlete. Um, I think I achieved a better balance myself. I was very, um, I was a very stressed out student. And when I started, um, I was doing pretty well, but I was putting a lot, maybe more work than I needed to not, not that you should, everyone should be putting lots of work into school, but like, I was definitely putting a lot more stress into it than I needed to. Um, and I kind of realized uh, the importance of, of balance and of taking care of myself too. And as an athlete, um, kind of very similar. Uh, I was putting a lot of work into my training. I was like working really hard and I was really trying to do as much as I could. And I realized that a lot of that is kind of, uh, a lot of skiing is kind of efficiency and working on how to be faster instead of just work harder. Um, so I guess kind of the same for both school and for skiing. How about you, Kaden? I, um, I know, I think I definitely did um, mature in a lot of ways. Um, right over the last two years, I, I haven't been able to ski race because um, the, the previous season I hurt myself and I was out with an injury the whole year and then this year COVID. So that kind of sucks. So for me, my uh, kind of skiing highlights were at the start of my university degree, but um, I also feel, I don't know, kind of similar to Soph. I, I guess I learned a bit from my um, training mistakes in high school, or I don't know about mistakes, but just ideology on, I know this is what makes you you fast and this is how you can do really well and I think I learned um more about um yeah I know just um I just sort of became more rounded in my training philosophy I guess and then um with school um I know for me that sort of just stayed pretty constant but um I know I definitely think that um being on the ski team has really made um, my time at university been a really great time and uh, a wonderful place. So um, I'm pretty happy for the times I've had here. For you, Simon, what's been the biggest aspect from your first year until now that you've evolved as a student and as an athlete? I think, I mean, as a student and an athlete in both respects, I've become just a lot more kind of comfortable and a bit more chilled out with everything. In terms of sports, I think I've just became more comfortable with getting, you know, different results in different races. I was always kind of hard on myself to try to be consistent, you know, and achieve certain results all the time. But then, you know, as you get older and, you know, a lot of athletes, unfortunately, are dropping out and become pretty competitive. I just kind of learned to be happy with, you know, if I have three races, having one really good one and two that aren't so good. Um, you know, consistency is important, but only to a to a degree, really. So I think I just became a bit more comfortable kind of 
really pushing hard and having some good moments and then others just kind of build off of them. And uh, yeah, in terms of academics, I think I just became a little more, yeah, well-rounded for sure. And just uh, really tried to, in my later years, get everything I could out of it, not just be too focused on, you know, getting a certain marks, but actually just kind of stepping back and looking and considering, you know, what can I learn from this? And, you know, why am I here anyways? It's not just for a, for a mark, it's to actually learn and kind of improve your prospects in the future. So I think just, yeah, a lot of perspective in those regards. Sophia, what are you going to miss most about Nipissing now that you're done? What are you going to miss most about it? That's a, that's a really good question because there's a lot of things I'm going to miss about it, to be honest. I've really loved my time here. Um, I think one of the biggest things I'm going to miss actually is the community of North Bay and Nipissing. Um, this year, at the beginning of the year, I drove down, uh, I was driving down Kewin, that's the road, <laughs> uh, with the stores, Canadian Tire, they had a sign out front that said, welcome back Nipsing and Canada students. And like, I grew up near London and like, I don't think I would ever have seen something like that um, in front of Western or in a bigger school like that. Like, it just seems like we're so welcome in North Bay and I, I recognize a lot of my profs, like it's a small school. So I think I'm really going to miss that. What about you, Simon? I think uh, just our team in general and competitions. I, you know, know some folks from some different uh, university varsity teams, but, you know, even people who have visited and seen our team, like we're pretty tight knit. And uh, it's just uh, a lot of fun traveling to competitions and, you know, just having everyone with a very similar experience when you're, you know, in exams or midterms and you, could be in BC racing at like some of the biggest competitions you have that year in your career and everyone's kind of stressed out about the races and the you know your, your midterms but it's it's a heck of a lot of fun and uh it just kind of makes you realize how cool it is to be you know traveling around with all your friends at competitions and also full-time studies it's it's busy but it's it's very very worthwhile because it's just how much fun it is for sure what about you, Kaden? Yeah, I think um, the team is going to be the biggest thing I'm going to miss. Um, yeah, like Simon said, it's really we have a really close group, and it's really um, it's been a lot of fun over the last four years. And I know there's a lot of memories I'm going to have, and um, yeah, I'm going to miss these guys. But uh, yeah, it, um, it was a really fun time. So yeah, I know. And I'll miss uh, North Bay too, and um, the trails. And um, I know um, I had a lot of good experiences too at school here too. So I learned a lot. Um, but um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I'll miss everything though too. So I don't know. And Caden's put a lot of time in. Like he, well, he basically planned and and got us our trail, our Nordic trail system, right on campus, extended himself. So. He's uh, put a lot of time into improving the program and the trail system. So uh, he's definitely left his mark there for sure. Good for you, man. Thanks, Simon. He has a, he has a hill named after him, too. Well, no, no, that hill's named after Shelby. The one down is named after you. Though. Oh, the downhill, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty uh, pretty insane. We actually can't always race on it because he made it too steep and, and twisty, but it's a lot of fun to, to <laughs> train on for sure. <laughs> So what advice would you guys have for the first years coming in and your rookies, I guess now? Um, just try and 
get to know the team as best you can. Like, don't be, don't be shy. Like, come out and tell them everything about yourself. Like, try and try and get to know the people that you're on a team with because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. And our team is amazing. We've had everyone's very close, and it's it's a great community to have around you um, for school and just for life. What were you, Simon? I'd say just like look towards like this, like when you're graduating, what sort of experiences you're going to want to have been a part of. I mean, it, as you mentioned, it, it goes by really quick, you know, four or five years, you think it's going to be a very long time, but once you're there, it seems like you just get there and it's all done. So, you know, look at kind of what things you want to have achieved. Um, look at, you know, how to set goals to achieve those things and just try to enjoy, you know, all the unique aspects of it. It uh, goes by so quick that, you know, going straight in, you should probably be thinking about where do I want to be? What do I want to have done? And just kind of enjoy the process of it all. For you, Katie, you know, Jason can relate to this too. You know, when you come into university, you know, you're expecting to play and then you get injured and then you're out and you can't play. So for any new person that could come in or anyone who ever goes through that situation that you went through in terms of not being able to play, what advice would you give to that person to make sure that they stay locked in? Because Jason can probably test this, you know, when you're not playing, it's probably a stressful time because you're wishing you're out there and then you can't play and you're frustrated that you came. The one thing that one of the one things you came here to do was to play and you can't play. So what advice would you give for one person who's going through the same situation you went through in terms of how to stay locked in and how to stay positive? Um, I think try to stay socially connected with your teammates as much as possible. I think that was a, a thing for me. Like, I think sometimes I would just be like mad that I couldn't do things and I wouldn't come out to like a practice or watch a time trial or something like that. But then as time went on, I, I did more of that. And I think when I did that, I was most happy, even though I wasn't able to do that. And then even though I wasn't able to race. Um, and then I went and I, um, I volunteered at one of the Ontario cup races in North Bay. Um, and I think that made me happy quite a bit. Cause even though I couldn't do anything, I, like I was able to help out with that. Um, so I think, um, yeah, just trying to keep yourself involved in any way you can, um, even if you're not racing or, um, playing, um, I don't know. Um, cause I think, like you said, it, it is really frustrating and stressful. And, uh, so I think that, um, doing those sort of things can maybe help you keep focused. I don't know. But. For sure. And even when Caden's like, it really benefits the rest of the team and Caden, you know, is hobbling around on crutches and he, makes it to the top of a hill where we're doing a time trial that really like makes a difference because he's got a lot of experience and him just yelling at you and you know him knowing exactly how much pain you're in and giving you advice and although you might hate it it's exactly what you need and it's really beneficial to have everyone involved even if they're injured. Jason could you also touch on that too in terms of the same question like what advice would you give? Um, I'll say it's crappy and don't uh shy away from knowing and understanding and accepting that it sucks, but you got to be able to push through it. Like Ken was saying, like the social aspect definitely keeps you mentally sane. Like if I didn't have close friends with me, I 
would have gone crazy because it sucks. Um, but definitely staying locked in and working on the little things to get back. Like I, I know my biggest mistake was rushing to get back. So I tore my ACL, MCL and meniscus. So it was kind of like, oh, my dominant leg. I'm used to it being so strong. I was assuming, okay, I can do the same weight I was doing, the same training. No, you're back to square one. You got to accept it. It's got to humble your ego, but, and then just, you know, focus on the grind again. You know, like don't take the hard stuff for like too hard and just focus on getting back to where you got to be. But yeah, like Ken said, the social, being social with your teammates is huge. It's family. We said a lot today, but um, now that you guys are all leaving, Sophia, what does the future hold for you? Um, well, I, <laughs> it's a bit of a mystery at the moment, but uh, there's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on, over the next year of getting some traveling and working. Um, I'll probably come back and do a master's at some point. Uh, not entirely sure what in yet, but I'm kind of interested in like biochemistry and genetics. So we'll see. But I'm sure it still holds lots of skiing. Where are you planning on traveling to? Um, I'm leaving in a couple of, oh, in a week now for Whitehorse to work up there for the summer. And then I'd like to go to Australia. Um, mm. friend, so. I've always wanted to go to Australia. That'd be nice. What about you, Simon? What does the future hold for you? Uh, I wish I was going to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I recently moved back. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So I'm back here now and looking to get a couple years work experience. So uh, just kind of chilling out a bit and evaluating my options here. And I think at some point in the future, perhaps an MBA or definitely more school. So I think I'm just kind of figuring out how to structure, you know, the next year or two before kind of getting back into the classroom in some capacity. What about you, Kaden? I think um, I'm probably gonna go back to school. Um, I'm not quite sure where yet, but um, yeah, I'll go back to school to do a master's or a college degree or something. Um, so I get sort of practical experience in addition to my degree um, or um, more. Um, and then I uh, know I'd like to do some traveling too. So, I, but I, I, I don't know what I'm doing exactly. It's kind of, we'll see, <laughs> but. Yeah. But Sophia, Simon, Caden, thank you so much for coming out and sharing your expertise. We really appreciate it. So now we're winding down. We're getting to our quicker segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we ask the guests a question and that's answer as fast as possible. So Jason, you have the questions ready? Uh, I'm just pulling them up right now. Bro, you always have to pull them up. <laughs> um, I got them. We're good. Okay. So I'm going to go in the order of my screen. So Sophia, you go first and then Simon, Simon and then Caden, okay? Okay. So first question, who's your, Sophia, who's your favorite artist? Oh, Taylor Swift. Okay. What are you, Simon? Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gaten? Uh, the first album of Vance Troy. Okay. Uh, your favorite artist or song on repeat? Uh, Taylor Swift's Fearless, new Fearless album. It's really steady. Okay. Simon? Uh, in terms of artists on repeat, I'll go with uh, Lupe Fiasco. Oh. Wait, what's the favorite? Do you have a favorite song from Lupe Fiasco? Honestly, not one song specifically. I think I like the Texo and Youth album. Okay. For me, like that one song he has, The Show Goes On, that song's yeah, nice. That's good. That's an older that's, one, but it's good stuff. That's a really good song. I love that song. Kaden? 
Uh, Restacks by uh, Bon Iver. Okay. Next question. Okay, Sophia, all-time favorite album? Um, <laughs> Killers with Fearless. <laughs> it was my first one I owned. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Simon? Uh, probably have to go with The Wall by Pink Floyd, actually. Okay. Respect. Respect. Okay. <laughs> Kaden? Um, I know just to change it up from my first choice, uh, Cleopatra by the Lumineers, but okay. Yeah, I got uh, who's your favorite athlete? Jesse Diggins. Here. Okay. Seven. I'd have to go with probably Alexander Ovechkin. Okay. Gaden. Johannes Klebo. I don't know. He's <laughs> the the skier of the ages. So I don't know. Okay. JC, you got next one again. Oh, okay. If you could spend a day with someone, dead or alive, who would it be? Sophia? Um, I'd have to go Serena Williams. I like that answer. Simon? I think it would be Xi Jinping. Okay. Kaden? I don't know. David Suzuki? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Next question, and this one's a personal one for me. So, Sophia, I'm gonna ask you first. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Yes, I do. Yes. Simon? Absolutely. Yes. That's two. Kaden? Yes, I do. Yes. Wow, yes, first time. Yes. How much did you pay them? How much did you pay them? Because <laughs> they they know they know. But let, let's let's go to the next one. Okay, this is another one, um, and I'm just gonna get it off the uh, the bat. The one that sounds the worst is the one Tejon does. Okay. Oh, milk before cereal or cereal before milk? I d I don't really like milk or cereal actually. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, I, I heard someone say, I remember Michaela said that once, like she doesn't even do milk because like the cereal gets too soggy. So I've heard that before. Okay. Simon? I think cereal before milk is a pretty obvious choice there. Yeah. Okay. Hayden? Yeah, I'm the same as Simon. All right. So before we continue, Tejan, tell them your process of how you prep your cereal. Yeah, I put the milk first, warm it up in the microwave for like a minute and 30, then put the cereal in. But bro, I'm not going to deny that. That's me. Crazy. That's me though. I do not sell. I was like, I was like nine or ten. I used to do a cereal before milk, but I guess I just got older. I think because my mom started just naturally doing it for me. Because you know, when you're a kid, you know your mom like makes all your stuff. So my mom just used to start doing it. I just liked it that way. So I just gradually just started doing milk before cereal. But I actually did used to do cereal first, the milk when I was like four or five, six, and then it just gradually went to for the last like probably 10, 12 years. I've been doing. Milk first, warm up in the microwave, then put the cereal in. I don't know. It just works for me. But I'm, un Teach I'm unapologetically me, though. That's the thing, though. I'm Tejan. You can't. You yeah. ain't going to never meet anybody Teach like me. Teach their own. Yeah. You ain't never going to meet nobody like me, Jason. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, next question, Sophia. Last show you binge watched. Um, Mrs. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Measle. Okay. Simon? Uh, Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Kidding? Um, I watched this show called Barbarians on Netflix. It's about like um, 
the Germanic tribes and the Romans had a war against each other, I guess. And um, there's this one person that was from a Germanic tribe, but grew up in Rome and has split loyalties, I guess. But... Okay. Hmm. You got next one, Jason. All right. Um, what's your guys' favorite movie? Um, the Imitation Game. Okay. Seven. Uh, probably Pulp Fiction. Good movie. Get it? Um, in a similar vein to Simon, I'd say The Hateful Eight. <laughs> okay. Next question. What's one skill you wish you were good at? Sewing. Oh, okay. That's a first. Never heard yeah. of that one yet. That's, cool. That's interesting. Very useful. Yeah, because yeah, my mom doesn't. Yeah. I like, I like that. Simon? I was going to say the same thing, actually. I When we uh, roller ski, like... If you ever like, fall, like we rip a lot of clothes and like a lot of stuff, and I'm always kind of helpless once I break or tear something or a jacket, or so it'd be cool to just be able to fix all my stuff myself. <laughs> okay, that's tough though. I never thought of that. Okay, that's very true. What about you, Kaden? Um, organization. I think <laughs> that could, uh, if um I was more organized, it would be wonderful. I think, but uh, I know. Yeah, the most the most common answer we've done since we started this has been singing. <clears throat> That's the most common answer. Singing. I wish I could sing. I really do. Aiden yeah. can already sing though, so yeah. Kaden, you got vocals? Uh I guess I can sort of sing, but Okay. <laughs> JC you got next question? Um, what's one thing that people don't know about you? I grew up on a dairy farm. Oh, cool. Wow. Where was it? Uh, near Stratford, Ontario. I'm still here. Oh, okay. The Justin Bieber territory. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Ah, uh, not too exciting, but just I guess that I'm from Winnipeg. People are always shocked at Nipissing that you know I'm not from around Toronto or Ottawa or anywhere super close that by. That is so true. That is so true. Like there's a guy on the bubble team from Saskatchewan, so hey. <laughs> That's very true. DJ Seaman, our own team. How many people are from Ottawa? Lots. There is the. I mean, Lots. you were kind of asked. So, Accus, Ottawa, Shannon's Ottawa, David Quinn's Ottawa, uh, Mukhtar's Ottawa, Danny's Ottawa. Betsy's like Quebec, but Betsy's sister lives in Ottawa. So, so Betsy's always there, bro. There's just so many people. And then last year from Toronto. Toronto last year from really? Toronto was me, G, and um, Enrique. So, yeah. Final question. If you had the chance to tell your 18 year old self one word of advice, what would it be? It's a tough question. Um, invest in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, invest. Uh, no, I, I think to not take, not like not take everything too serious. Like this gotta, like everything will, everything will work out okay without putting hours and hours of stress into it yeah i think for me it'd just be because i wasn't 18 not too long ago i just said just have faith everything will work mm -hmm. out yeah i think that's the same one especially that time i was going through a lot of that time trying to figure out where i was going to go so let's say have faith what about you simon i think just you know keep your like options open just kind of have your goals and kind of just i don't know don't like limit yourself and what you think you can achieve or where you think you can even go to university or just kind of consider 
you know, all your options and don't feel like you can't do certain things, I'd say. What about you, Kato? I'd say to like, be more relaxed, but stay true to yourself. And I know, like, follow your gut more. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that's so true. But anyways, that's all the time that we have. So Sophia, Simon, Caden, thank you so much for coming on. But before we let you go, I know obviously, like I said, you guys are graduating. So a few of your teammates wanted to give you guys a goodbye message. So check it out. Simon, Soph, and Caden, congratulations on your graduation this year and everything that you've accomplished in the last four or five years, both academically and as student athletes. It's been awesome to be a teammate and a coach of yours, and I can't wait to see what is in the future for each of you. All the best and keep in touch. Caden, Simon, Sophia, I want to thank you all for your fantastic contributions to Nipissing University, both in our ski team and with your academics. So I wish you all the best in your future endeavors, and I look forward to, to staying in touch and seeing everything that you guys accomplish. All the best in your future. Keep in touch. Hey, Simon, Caden, and Sophia, it's Emmy here. I am so grateful to have been on a team with each of you. A lot has happened in these past four years, but the one constant has been that at least we've had each other. And I hope you know that doesn't end here. The team will always have your back in whatever comes next for you. So wishing you the very best from the bottom of my heart. Take care of yourselves. Bye. So it wasn't a lot, but a few of them didn't want to say goodbye to you. So if you guys have any final thoughts, any last words? That was great. Thanks for doing that, guys. No yeah, thank you guys so much for having us on here. It's always nice to get to chat with other athletes and it's really, the podcast is really great, so. Well, thank you. But yeah, you. Just, we know we've been doing the senior send-off series because it's been a hard year, you know, other athletes didn't get the chance to finish it the way they wanted to. Luckily, you know, me and Jason now have a few more years, so we hopefully will get the chance to have a proper ending. But for those who don't like yourselves, you just want to make sure you guys have some type of closure. You know, because the female volleyball team, the first episode we did of this, you know, one of them said, you know, there's really no closure. So hopefully this is the best thing that we can do to give you guys the closest thing to closure. So just from the bottom of my heart and just from, I think Jason, I can speak for Jason when I say for this, we wish you through nothing but the best. Yeah. Um, congratulations on finishing university. It's a long road, but good luck with your futures. Yeah, it's best of luck in your futures, guys. And thank you for coming on and giving us some new insight into a wonderful sport. Thank you so much. Anyways, that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank the seniors from the Nordic Skiing Team for joining us. You can find the video this interview on YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you all again. Thanks for having us on here, guys.